This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, listeners. What a joy to be with you again tonight. Uh, like you know, that this month we're talking about couples on a restoration journey. Mm. And so many of us actually need to be on a restoration journey because it's not easy to be in a couple, especially not for a long time. <laughs> yeah, Suki, mm-hmm. I, I really believe that uh, relationships are not all plain sailing. Absolutely. And some people have said relationships are messy. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially when there are stresses and strains. And uh, so we are so, so privileged to have Ruan and Teresa Mills with us today. And uh, so very, very welcome, Ruan and Teresa. Ah, thank you, Suki and Frederick, for having us today. Thank you, guys. We appreciate uh, uh, you guys reaching out to us. It's a privilege for us to be here. Yes, it's so good for us to have people that are willing to share their story of their messiness. <laughs> because unfortunately, yeah. so many of us, you know, when we watch movies and read books, they all lived happily together ever after. Mm. <laughs> and that's what we think. That's what we dream about. Mm. But reality doesn't look like that. And I know very, very few couples that actually lived happily every, ever after because we live in a fallen world Mm. and we are fallen human creatures because of the fall and because of Jesus he helps us and he restores us but it's a long process and we are all under construction Mm. so thank you so much for being willing to share some of that with us today maybe you can just uh, tell us how you you met each other so you married right let's just tell the listeners how long have you been married We've been married 12 years. Wow, <laughs> that's quite a time. I haven't realized it's so long. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so tell us a little bit of your couple's story. Well, um, we actually joined um, the church that we're going to at the moment. We, we joined at the same time. We both uh, became Christians more or less at the same time as well. And... Um, and we were baptized in the same year. I was baptized in March, and Ron was baptized in August of the same year, 2008. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and we, we became very good friends in the beginning. We were in the same style group at that stage. We were part of a young, quite a young group, eh? Yeah, quite a young group. And, um, and yeah, and that's how we met. And we became friends, and then we started dating, and then... And then we got married. We mm. it happened all within about two and a half years. Two and a half years, yes. Wow. Yeah. wow. That's, that's yeah. a good time. That's a good time. Mm. Yeah. And you thought you're going to live happily ever after, right? Because that's what we all think. I mean, you think yeah. there will be some problems, but I don't think, I don't know about you guys, but I couldn't, I don't think it would be that bad. <laughs> Not that it is that bad, but I mean, it sometimes can be pretty hard. Yeah. Yes. No, look, in, in all honesty, I think um, uh, because this was the first, for myself, the first relationship that uh, started on um, based on a friendship, you know, a, a, a courtship, as you, as you, if you like, um, uh, I was certainly under the impression that, uh, you know, things will be different uh, mm. to my previous relationships, mm. and this would be... Because we, you know, we started this relationship in the kingdom of God, um, I, I definitely anticipated it to be 
um, happily ever after. Mm, a lot smoother, yeah. hey, a lot smoother. <laughs> I think that's what we think with Jesus. It's going to work. It's going to work well, yeah. hey. Yeah. And then what yeah. happened? Life happened. Hey, life happened. Life happens on a daily basis. Yes, um, it keeps happening. Yeah, so I think um, uh, I've actually, uh, I, I would, um, this is sort of the start then of, you know, of, of uh, you know, talking about uh, our reality and our restoration. Um, uh, and I think in, in short, you know, a few years into, um, into our marriage, um, uh, I'm, I'm not too sure if I should share now about uh, my particular struggle. Or, or yes, either. welcome. Um, yeah, mm. just anytime yeah. you're ready to. Mm. Yeah. So, so I think what I'll do is I'll I'll, I'll share a brief background uh, about my struggle and then how that it obviously impacted on um, our relationship and our marriage and uh, where the messiness started. Mm. Um, and, and where the, the distorted view of that play ever after got, yeah. uh, got mm. um, realigned. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you're very, very welcome to do that, uh, Ruan, because, you know, in our program, as we said in the introduction, uh, we are talking and dealing with reality, restoration mm. and redemption in the face of addiction. Mm. So, in, you know, in our program, we, we, we are very frank, we are very vulnerable, mm. and we really, really appreciate it mm. when our guests can can share with mm. us so vulnerably about what is happening, what are the realities in your life. So thank you so much, Ron. Mm. Thank you, mm. because many of us are struggling actually in our marriages, but few people are willing to talk about that. So we all think we, you know, we're the only ones struggling. So thank you so much mm. for being willing to share your story. Mm. Sure, no problem. Um, uh, I, I, I do pray that uh, you know God uses this in in an amazing way. Mm. Um, and so, um, uh, you know, I, I was first exposed to pornography at the age of about nine or ten. Mm. Um, I came across uh, pornographic magazines in uh, the construction vehicles parked in our yard, um, which is where I normally would go out to to play. Mm. Um, as with many kids. Uh, you know, generally playing involves fantasy, um, and for um, playing and fantasy, you know, for me, um, playing and fantasy was a means to escape uh, mm. my my then reality, you know, mm. which was, um, uh, you know, from a very controlling mom uh, mm. and an alcoholic dad. Um, that was the environment that I found myself in uh, during most of my childhood and, and part of my adulthood. Um, and, you know, and, and since the material I came across was, was not in a very obvious place, it was, it was clear that, um, uh, you know, so it was essentially hidden. And so I instinctively knew that um, uh, this, was, this was wrong. You know, I understood mm. that, you know, the material was being hidden, so it must have been, you know, uh, um, uh, a secret, and so therefore it was wrong. And so... Um, Pornography and the secrecy associated with it uh, got fused with my my means of escape, and 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 it essentially then opened the door for you know um, unhealthy fantasy. Um, you know, I do believe that that uh, as kids, uh, it's it's healthy to to, to, fan, to fantasize, to have you know um, uh, dreams and 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 build you know different stories around fantasy, but 
in my case, obviously, this was now um, uh, fused with these pornographic images, mm. and, and that made mm. up for a very unhealthy uh, fantasy. Um, and so the idea of, of viewing you know, porn in secret got further compounded uh, by a moment when I walked in on my dad and a friend uh, watching porn. Um, and again, you know, at a very early age, I learned, uh, you know, to escape difficult situations by numbing my pain with pornography. Mm. And this would become a coping mechanism throughout my life, uh, mm. essentially resulting in me becoming addicted to it. Um, and throughout even my adulthood, you know, whenever I would be faced with uh, difficult um, life challenges, the easiest uh, route for me was to uh, resort to um, this unhealthy fantasy life, uh, mm. you know, found in, in, in the wake of uh, porno- pornography and, and masturbation, really. Yeah. And so um, I think, in, you know, a, a few years into our marriage, you know, with periods of abstinence here and there, uh, my addiction uh, actually started escalating to the point where I started engaging with prostitutes. Um, I've also learned in early childhood that, you know, the bigger the offense, uh, the lie, uh, the bigger the lie needs to be mm. as well. Mm. And so mm. the deceit grew bigger the more my addiction escalated, mm. which, uh, you know, increased the guilt, um, uh, um, you know, tenfold. And um, uh, so much so that until, you know, eventually it became too unbearable. Um, and I thank God that, you know, essentially after attending a church service on humility, that uh, I was uh, convicted by the Holy Spirit to, you know, bring everything out to the open. Sure. And, um, uh, I mean, there's a lot more uh, um, mm. uh, to that, uh, mm. um, but uh, that was essentially when um, things started to change. Um, and I, you know, disclosed uh, to Therese, and, and I think that was the, the start of, of our um uh, of our, well, not basically the start of our, of our, to the start of our recovery journey, but I mean, the messiness uh, mm. preceded that um, mm. for quite a while um, mm-hmm. uh, um, before that. Yeah. Mm. I think it was you the know, start of my recovery journey. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. But, you know, as you were sharing, Ruan, I, I, I noticed some something that's very, very important that we often speak about in, in our program, and that is family of origin. Mm. So mm-hmm. it is not as if you woke up one day and you said to yourself, um, I'm going to become a porn addict. Um, but there was something that was laid down in your, in your heart, in your, in your personality, in your being, that uh, laid the foundation for the addiction mm-hmm. and, and the porn addiction specifically. So could you expand just a little bit? I, I said you said that your mother was controlling and your father was an alcoholic. Um, so just after the break, um, we'll be talking a little bit more about that. Mm. Thank you. Thank yes, you. it's just about time now for our break. So let's get into it after that. Thanks. Welcome back, listeners. It's wonderful that uh, you are staying with us. And just before the break, we were speaking, or Ruan was sharing with us some of his story. And what struck me was how similar his family of origin was to my family of origin. And, and you know, I was also in uh, sexual addiction, was also part of my life. And I just see how similar it is. Ruan, can you tell me us a little bit more of that? Yes, uh, thanks, uh, David, for the opportunity. Um, 
yes, so, so from a very early age, um, you know, uh, I learned to um, escape, um, you know, my reality. And, and the need for that came as a result of um, the, the chaos uh, in our household uh, that was brought about by um, my dad's alcoholism. Um, and so uh, very often, you know, we'd witness uh, him being uh, under the influence, you know, being drunk, not being mm. able to go to work. Um, uh, there were a number of times, uh, not not that often, but but I think there was, I think distinct two moments that I can remember where he became quite mm. uh, physical with my mom while mm. being under the influence. Um, and, and, and that was also because, you know, on, on, on the one side, the dysfunction was from his alcoholism. On the mm. other side, it was from my mom's, uh, you know, um, codependency mm. and need for control. And so whenever mm. he would be, um, whenever he was drunk, then, you know, she would uh, take that opportunity to um, have a go at him, you know, mm. argue with him mm. uh, at times, even, um, uh, you know, throw out his, his alcohol or, or, or hide it. And mm. so that would just, mm. you know, uh, compound the... Um, the anger that that, that you would right. have, mm. and mm. so and so, it was just you know that that um, uh, vicious uh, downward spiral and cycle mm. Um, mm. that would play out on a on a regular basis mm. uh, during my childhood, and um, there were even times you know just thinking about um, you know on my way home from school, feeling you know the closer you get to home or the closer I got to my house, the more anxious I became because mm, I wasn't mm. sure what am I going into. Is it going to mm. be, you know, a safe environment? Is it going to be, you know, uh, uh, chaotic again, you know? And just the embarrassment also that comes with, um, you know, that sort of environment when, you know, my mom and, mom and dad would argue so loud that, you know, the neighbors would obviously know. And so, uh, you know, those sorts of um, environments were... Um, common, you know, uh, mm. for me uh, growing up. Yeah, uh, Ruan, you know, that's very interesting, and I'm sure that impacted your relationship uh, with Teresa. And it's and a very common, because yeah. so many people that end up with some kind of addiction have some kind of family of origin story, and by mm. that, we're not blaming, our, I'm just making that clear for the listeners, it's not about that, it's just acknowledging that there was some fertile ground in many people that struggle with an addiction and the partner mm. because he spoke mm. about how the, the mom responded. And then often what happens when we get in a relationship, um, often the person with the addiction continues with the addiction and the person marries someone else like his mom, maybe in a similar, not like his mom. <laughs> oh boy, Clarissa, you're going to be angry with me now. But, <laughs> but often as a codependent or, you know, mm. in the position. And we learned that because I had exactly the same situation. My mm. dad was an alcoholic. Mm. My mom was stopping my dad to drink. And I learned how to do that. And I ended up mm. trying to help Frederick with his addiction. So yeah. what I'm just saying, this what, you, what you're telling us is so common. And that's what I think what happens in so many households. And because we don't talk about these things, mm. we don't always realize how it eventually ends up affecting the, um, our relationships. And um, because we continue with what we know. Mm. And so it's, it's very interesting for me that uh, you probably also have a story 
from uh, your family of origin, Teresa. Yeah. I'm and, uh, and, but all of that impacted your current relationship, especially when the happy ever after was, became a reality of the messiness in your relationship. How did that? When he in, shared his story. Yeah, right? when he shared mm. his story and he, uh, and you realized that there was a problem, how did that affect your relationship and your intimacy? Um, so I still remember our first year of marriage being a very confusing one for me. Mm. I, um, I came out of a family with a very domineering mom, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, didn't always, uh, know what the mood was in the house, often had to walk on eggshells, and, um, so I came out of that house into our marriage thinking it was a safe space. Mm. and um, that I was safe and protected. Um, but then finding out, uh, probably at the end of our first year of marriage, I, I found out for the first time that he was doing pornography, and I, I was shattered. I felt, I felt like our innocence in our marriage was stolen. Mm. And um, I don't think you'll ever get that back. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely a um, there's definitely restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that innocence and that 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 newness of your marriage um, that you've lost um, it's it's a very deep thing. Can the two uh, of you try and unpack this a little bit? The effect that it had on your relationship. Let's just a little bit more detail. Yeah, I mean, in practical ways, mm. you know, what what struggles did it bring into your coupleship? You, mm. you as a couple. Um, okay, so so for me, I I felt I had to help him. Mm-hmm. So mm. I often would check up on him. I would often late night not be able to sleep, so I'll check his emails. Um, oftentimes he. Um, yeah, I would. Uh, he would be open with other people about his sin, and I'll go read those emails to check up. Okay, is he telling the truth or not? I wasn't able mm. to trust him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I didn't. I often was very anxious when I went out, so I would be in tears to wherever I was going to, and I would be distracted while I was busy with something, whatever I was on my way to. And when I came back, I was in tears because I was just so dreading what he's going to be confessing about mm. and um yeah so so that was uh that was just a kind of a in a nutshell mm. um but i tried to be the rescuer i tried to be the inspector and the controller and to control and tell him what to do um but obviously we know none mm. of that helps <laughs> yeah, and, and how did that impact you uh ruan and in your in your relationship um, yes, it's quite uh, ironic that uh, Suki made the reference earlier about uh, how we tend to um, gravitate towards, uh, you know, um, partners that uh, display similar traits as our family of origin. Mm-hmm. And so, like mm-hmm. I said earlier, you know, um, uh, I was trying to escape my mom's controlling behavior. And uh, then when I got caught in my addiction that um, resulted in Teresa becoming quite controlling. So it, again, it, 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 it started that cycle of, um, you know, you do this and I do that and then 
you know, because you did this, I respond this way. And it just, mm-hmm. it, we stayed in that cycle. So, so I tried to avoid or try to escape again that control, um, even though it was slightly different because in this case, I knew that I, I had uh, a role to play. I was the, uh, the victim, so to speak, not the victim, the, um, the, 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 the culprit. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so it was, it was a very different dynamic, but, but I think at the same time, at mm. the core, I was uh, still trying to escape uh, the control. Mm. Um, mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds so similar to our own story and to many mm. other stories that I've heard before. And of course, the dynamics are a bit different when it comes to a process addiction like porn or game, someone that's addicted to gaming or to shopping mm. or whatever. Um, so we always talk about the different addictions as process addictions and then substance addictions. Of course, with a substance addiction, it's more of a display. People can see what's mm, happening. It's a lot easier to see. Often yeah. these other things happen in secret. I mean, drinking can also happen in secret, but you can see the person mm. starts speaking mm. in a different way. You can see when, when people were affected, when they were taking drugs. But still, these things really affect our relationships because the moment when there's an addictive agent in the relationship, the person with the addict has got the relation with the addiction is actually mm. stronger mm. than the mm. relation with a person. And that's what makes it so hard, hey? Because like you described so beautifully, Ron, uh, when you were young, that was your go-to. That was your soothing space. When, when life got difficult, that's where you went to go to. And that's what we all struggle with addictions. When there's an mm. addiction, the person struggling with the addiction, instead of going to his partner or her partner, the person would go back to the addiction. And mm. then, excuse me, then there are huge problems with trust and communication and all sorts of things. You mm. guys explained it so beautifully and you just laid a perfect background for the next program Mm. so listeners please listen again next week because we're going to continue with Ruan and Teresa so this sounds like a difficult story and many of you I'm sure many of you can identify with this story or you know someone that that has a story like this and we just want to urge you to tell them about the program um, they can listen to the podcast. Freddie, can you give us the podcast? Yeah, um, so it's kpulpa.co.za on the internet forward slash uh, in um, podcasts and then forward slash again and into me see and just look for the specific name of this podcast uh, or even previous ones. And mm. you're very welcome to download them and send them to friends. Mm. But this month, we're going, the whole month, we're going to talk about this. Last week, we introduced the program, the whole thing about how our hang-ups and ha- hurts um, and mm. our addictions hurt our partners and, our, and, and what problems we have and what can we do to get through that. Mm. So that's what we're going to talk about in the next program. Fortunately, it didn't stay there. They reached out. They didn't just divorce because that's what many people do. They say, why don't you just divorce him? Mm-hmm. And so that's what often happens, hey? And guess what? Then they marry the next person with the same problem. That's what we mm-hmm. see um, in counseling when people are in their 40s and 50s and they marry this person with the same addiction over and over again. Mm-hmm. So it's so important that we need to look at this problem and try and deal with this problem in our own lives before we can move on to a more healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. So 
Next time, we're going to talk more. Till next time, God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.